Nevertheless, I'm addressed for the occasion. It's number 32, so here's the situation. If the beat moves the feet, and don't change the station. Now pack your bags, because we're leaving on a permanent vacation. Well, I'm a disaster. A microphone master. Put on your tape and rock the ghetto blaster. It's not about the money, cars and hotels and resorts. It's sweating all the bitches in the biker shorts. The reason I brought that up in the news, not nearly as much of a bummer as the passing of Tina Turner, R.I.P. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to be the one to break it to you. <laughs> but uh, uh, we also heard about the breaking up of Sum 41. So it kind of felt like oh, no. if I don't use the intro now, now's the best time to use it. You Where know am what I, I mean? Where am going to get my punk rock from now? Fucking MGK? That sucks. Yee. Yee. <laughs> Again, I hate to be the one to break this to you too, but Sum 41 really hasn't been the place to get your pop punk in... Probably at least a good 15, 20 years. Oh, no. I was just about to get on to them. I was like, what have they been uh, up to? I got to get my pop uh, punk fix. I got to I gotta soundtrack this, uh, you know, teen sex comedy movie. I got to. <laughs> Jason Biggs has a new movie coming out. Who's going to do the theme song for it? Weedus? What are they up to? Where's he going to stick his weedus this time? Ah... Just yesterday, I learned that Tina Turner did a cover of the song 1984 for her album Private Dancer. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we've got three albums lined up for us this week. We've got an indie request. Uh, we're probably going to get out of the way first. Then Actually, we've... you know, you know oh. what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, because look, look, I, I'm feeling like I feel like a musical uh, uh, teacher right now, a musical grader. You know, where I'm like, all right, David Bowie, we got to look at you. We know, we know they're good. So let's just, let's just roll through them. You know, then we're going to get to who, who's, who's this new guy. All right. We got to get to the, the new rock group that kind of sound a little Christian name, but let's see what they got. And then hey, uh, you I, thought that too, huh? Yeah. And then, and then I was thinking, finally get to the, all right, now, now let's save the, you know, the, the one who needs the most attention for last. You Whoa. Know? <laughs> okay. I'm very all about this. This completely turns the entire episode on its head. So we want to get Sir, I have no idea if he was knighted, Sir David Bowie out of the way first. I do believe so. That's what I'm wow. thinking. Let, let's switch it up. Let's see what happens. First and foremost, thank you again to Dr. Goatman. Yeah! Keeping us in the David Bowie discography going in chronological order. We're here at Diamond Dogs. The loose concept, almost a rock opera, but not. This feels like the third David Bowie album about aliens and end of the world general thing. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, it's con continuing along the line of the dystopian future. It's like, God damn it, how many times is the world going to end? <laughs> it's weird. It's dystopian. I don't know if it's dystopian future or dystopian present, because mm. whenever we talk about these albums that deal with dystopian themes, it always just seems like modern day punks rule the world. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I guess the world ended in the mid to late 70s and the art punk scene <laughs> just kind of took over. The meek inherited the earth. Yeah, th these are like the sort of like assumptions about what the future will be. It's like, yeah, it's probably just gonna end. Culture is gonna stop right about where I think it's gonna be. And then all the things that people assume to be the cultural bad guys, then they'll have their turn. <laughs> you know? Like... It's not very clear in the specifics. 
Like, we're talking about 1984. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It feels like one movie happened and then another movie happened halfway through, even though it's like a 38-minute album. <laughs> it was just like, I felt like we were on one journey and then another journey started happening. I was like, wait, like I, 1984, that, that feels like that should have been the first song to like, here's where we are, everybody. It's, get it? Because we're kind of close to there. Like, you know what I mean? But that was kind of like, felt like the chapter two of this album. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, but... Um, it's not very specific in, like, what's going on. Like, yeah. in 1984, you knew what the fuck was going on. You knew what the, what the big bad was, what was happening. This, it's kind of vague. And also, I think it's kind of a catch-22 mm. that I read that Bowie went about this way of this, this allegory literary technique, as it's called in Genius, huh. in which... A text is cut up and rearranged to create a new text. The process was popularized in the 1950s by William S. Burroughs. So, mm. what we have here is Bowie wrote something. Then he decided mm. to just rearrange it so it's almost randomized? Isn't that weird? Because, like, I could feel it. Like, <laughs> it's like, why did you, why did you add an extra step to the already genius that you are? No, just keep it. <laughs> nope, it needs to be even more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, a couple of the, uh, like I said, it's, it's kind of hard to follow sometimes, but RC, I'm very interested. So, I want to toss it over to you. Because we're in Act 3 of a very interesting play, the narrative here, that started with Ziggy Stardust, and which I'm pretty sure we both were like, I'm pretty sure we both said five on that one, or yep, if not, yep. we both said very highly of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, very differing opinions on Aladdin saying, Yeah. Controversy abound. <laughs> So I'm curious to see how this story uh, wraps up. Because from here, uh, Bowie does change consistently. So oh this God. is the end of this uh, arc. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> we start a new chapter next time. So This is... I am so, like, on Tinderhooks. <laughs> I'm like, wait... It is going to change? Like, what is... Where else is he going to go? <laughs> this, don't get like, too comfy, RC. Yeah, We're heading to... I don't even know what you'd call it next time. I, I forget <laughs> how this shit is described, but yeah. The thin white look it up. Duke, that is, Are we going there? Are we... we? Well, wait a second. I think we... No, yeah, we are. We are headed to the thin white Duke uh, era from here. I've heard that phrase so much, and now I finally know what it means. <laughs> Yeah, we'll all find out together. <laughs> Going back to speak about this album, though. Yeah, like, it's so interesting to have that sort of, like, this is the, the third, like, alien, like, invasion, whatever, tour album. But I gotta tell you, man, the the man's back on top. He, he, he was a little on the back foot on that last one, but he's like, nah, fuck that. Like, I almost heard, as I'm listening to this album, I almost heard David Bowie turning his neck and be like, Oh, you thought I wasn't being creative enough on that last one. <laughs> is, is that you what you I was said, Rap Creek? On my laurels. <laughs> yeah, is that what you said, Rap Creek? <laughs> he went can back I, in time and recorded this specifically to prove you I, wrong. Yeah, he's like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> <laughs> so he starts this album like, all right, bitch, here's the story. 
Yeah, very interesting to start l- by completely laying out this like. And can I tell you, I was like a kid being tucked in. I'm just like, take it away, boy. <laughs> First off, with this super creepy oh, <laughs> noise. That's like, oh god, where the fuck are we? And in the death. As the last few corpses lay rotting on the slimy thoroughfare. Whoa. The shutters lifted an inch in Temperance Building, high on Poacher's Hill, and the red mutant eyes gazed upon Hunger City. No more big wheels. Fleas the size of rats sucked on rats the size of cats. Holy shit. And thousand peopleoids split into small tribes, Coveting the highest of the sterile skyscrapers, like packs of dogs assaulting the glass fronts of Love Me Avenue, ripping and rewrapping mink and shiny silver fox, now leg warmers, family badge of sapphire and cracked emerald, and any day now, the year of the diamond dogs. Oh my god. This is like... If you ever come across videos of back in the day when they would have radio advertisements for albums. Right. When it would just be like, David Bowie is back with his new release, <laughs> Diamond Dogs. Like, right? Yeah. Diamond Dogs. <laughs> but this is just what would play and you're sitting yeah. in your car just being like, what the fuck did I just hear? I gotta get the new fucking David Bowie album. I'm missing out. You're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what the fuck any of that was. And then at the very end, it says David Bowie. And you go, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, okay, R- rush to your local record store now. <laughs> now it all Make makes tracks. sense. <laughs> but yeah, and th- just the way it is, this ain't rock and roll. This is genocide. I'm like, what the fuck? You can't the track like that? What the hell? Oh, man, that is an all-timer line. Oh Holy shit. What in the world? And I, I love that little reference to uh, the rewrapping mink and shiny silver fox, now leg warmers. I love that little little uh, early 80s call there, right? No, no, this is 1974, so this is like before that. Yeah. Yeah, Bowie just fucking knew. <laughs> he just had an idea of what was going to happen. Do you see what I, oh my God. And when I listen to some of the production, the, you'll have to excuse me again, because when I listen to some of the this production my brain was like oh this gotta be 1981 1980 this gotta be we've got to be at the 80s at this point Uh, 1974 (laughs) it's taking so long to get so little of a distance isn't it (laughs) i can't believe this We've done, like, six Bowie albums at this point. We're only up to 1974. This man has dropped more classics than more people have made, like, just normal music. Yeah, yeah. We've covered uh, David Bowie or um, Space Oddity, the self-titled, The Man Who Sold the World, Hunky Dory, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, Aladdin Sane, and now finally... Yes, folks, I'm sorry. Dr. Goatman did decide to skip over the 1973 album Pinups, which oh. is a collection of covers. I mm. do kind of wish that would have been included, but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to tell them what to do. 
we're here at Diamond Dogs. The boss. <laughs> yeah, they call the shots. Look, you can get your request in at Kofi.com uh, slash going off. <laughs> K-O-F-I.com slash going off. G-O-I-N-O-F-F. We did have to raise the price a little bit because y'all were going yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> it's something where like we hadn't put out an episode and then we get like more than three album requests and we're like, okay, we're officially not able to keep up with uh, demand. It was becoming <laughs> unsustainable. So yeah, we had to scale it back a tiny bit. Hope y'all understand. But yes, without any further ado, it's the year of the Diamond Dogs, RC. The production on this one, like you said, really interesting shit for 74. We've got so much. Yeah. The the voice effect, the kind of underwater warble. Very interesting. There's some sort of staticky thing that he's doing that's like that makes it feel so much. That was the thing that made it feel so much more like it was further in the future. We're just like, oh, this doesn't feel like they had access to this technology at this year. Like what? (laughs) Like, you know, this is probably the best example of a song that sounds like and fits the the mood that he was trying to capture with this dystopian shit, because like it's not coming in clear. Something is fucking with the interference. The, the, the guitar sounds right. like it's like it's kind of skipping a little bit. Like yes. there's something wrong there. It, it's like not only does it feel like it's, this is a uh, here's a song about the future. It feels like the song itself is being affected by the fact that it's like about this narrative. You know, like yeah, that's so cool. And it's very dark and grimy and ominous. That comes up a few times on the album of like. We're in a fucking dystopia. It's about time it fucking sounds like it, you know? Yeah. It sounds like you're in fucking Fallout. But mm-hmm. you're not hearing, you know, don't they know is the end? Like, no, uh, you're hearing 1974 fucking, you know, art punk. Yeah, with the, uh, you know, with the creeping, haunting vocals of David Bowie. <laughs> Ugh. And the um, creepy backwards intro on Sweet Thing. Sweet Thing indeed. The next three tracks are basically a sweet. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, this is the closest we get to a rock opera. These three uh, flow together. The Sweet Thing, Candidate, Sweet Thing, Reprise. Yes, it um, never has a reprise felt just as good as like the first part, you know? We're just like, oh, okay, I'm still here for this. We're still going, all right. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm supposed to be getting out of my seat and this show's over, but I'm having such a good time. I'll just stick around, you know? And it fucking creeps up on you because you don't even realize yeah. that and it's over. <laughs> before, like, oh, we're back to Sweet Thing. Oh, shit. Okay. Because you can feel like uh, after uh, Sweet Thing ends, you can feel the same chord progression sort of happening over Candidate, but it feels like it's different enough that it's expanding on it. So you're like, oh, this really does feel like a part two. So then when it comes back to Sweet Thing again, it feels like, a, a really coming back home of the like we did an A then we did a B section and now we're really coming back to A you know like yeah one thing I wanted to point out that's not anything Bowie did but it's very interesting on the genius page on the second verse of Sweet Thing it says uh, if this trade is a curse then I'll bless you and turn to the crossroads of Hamburg on genius they seriously put hamburgers oh my god <laughs> and when you click hamburgers, the annotation just comes up hamburg asterisk. Like 
Can't you just edit Jesus it and change Christ. it? <laughs> you need a Why fucking committee saying- to figure out if he's talking about hamburgers or maybe a, you know, a geographical location. We got fucking the 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 frozen next on the Jack Harlow fucking Spotify lyrics. <laughs> and now we got this. Like, come on. Just fucking up it's your game. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. No. Um, but yeah, that three track suite is just a fucking whole vibe, man. He, he's fucking killing it. Great shit. Like I said, it felt like the end of another album. Like it was just like a like oh, when I got to there, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, in my opinion, it honestly only gets more interesting and kicks yeah, more ass you know, in it, the it, second it, half. Yeah, it's like a thing where it's like you feel like the movie's over, and then it's like, wait, why are we still here? Oh no, there's still stuff that's happening. <laughs> It's like, oh no, wait, here comes fucking Rebel Rebel, fucking oh, classic man. rock radio staple. Yeah! That, that opening chord is just so fucking warm. Oh man, I could live in that all day. That, that intro is so badass that whenever you fucking hear a live version of the song, even Bowie can't help but go... Do, 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 <laughs> along with the riff like it's hits. infectious he's now, not even immune to its now, charms here's my one issue oh, why no. does the first verse just repeat like yeah yeah i was like what because i was having that moment where i was like huh um oh because because the thing that annoys me is that later on he says way more stuff and i was like why couldn't that just be the second verse? <laughs> like, yeah, it's on your dress. Yeah, yeah, there's so much that comes later where it's like, yeah, oh it's shit, like, okay, what's why all this? Are you acting like you didn't have that much? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta do this first verse again. Rebel, rebel. And then he sees, like, oh shit, wait, I forgot to flip the page. Oh, okay, wait, keep going. I got some more. <laughs> I, oh, I forgot. I was gonna say you're a juvenile success, and I didn't say that. Ah, oh, damn it. I've gotta squeeze it in. Later. No, I'm gonna apply the same joke I heard about, um, was it, um, Mr. Brightside by the Killers? That the Killers mm. just wrote maybe one of the best verses of all time, and we're just like, you know what? Fuck run it, it back. Just run it back. <laughs> we're not gonna write anything better than that. Just repeat it. And I love how, like, yeah, it does feel so conversational. You feel like you're right there with them. It's like, you got your mother in a world. She's not your, your boy or girl. Hey, baby. Yeah, it's all right. It's like, I don't care, you know, like, <laughs> but I like you, baby. Let's go, you know? <laughs> and then later, just the fucking, you've torn your dress. Your face is a mess. You can't get enough, but enough ain't the test. You've got your <laughs> transmission and your live wire. You've got your cue line and a handful of loose. Whoa! What the fuck is happening here, dude? Money as fucking thing, but it just had that feeling where I was just like, a, oh, I can't help but feel like it's a bit of a step down. Where I was like, you had so much more new material that was just behind this one. I know. Why'd you do that? You're sabotaging yourself. What's going on? What's going on, David feel- Bowie? Are you like, I'm doing too good right now? Someone has to tell me I'm not doing good. I have to get some sort of criticism that is like, um, this album is like the perfect concept album. Ah, but people are just going to keep praising me. I need to hear some. You know what? I, I need people to at least say that it sounds jumbled or something. I need to hear some criticism. Fuck up the album structure. We got to get some sort of. <laughs> people have got to stop loving me. I feel like if Rebel Rebel was any weirder, it probably wouldn't have been the big hit single it was. 
like his fucking bangers can only be so weird. Like that's like city, you know, slaps yeah. like crazy. Mm-hmm. But it can only go so like it can't go mm-hmm. in the weird directions you really want him to. And you're absolutely right because he's he's doing that perfect balancing act where like the hits mm. like that that hit single Rebel Rebel, it sounds exactly like the seventies. Yep, we're right in that decade. That's right. Yeah, come get the album. Oh, it's just gonna sound like some good old seventies tunes. That's right. You're like, gotcha bitch. We <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> hit you with a three-song suite and fucking oh yeah, and then rock and roll with me. Can I say mm. I was putting my fucking lighters up, and then I was like, "Is uh. the album over now?" <laughs> no, <laughs> can't be. And it's, like, it's one of those. It's one of those things where like when an out al- when you feel so good about a piece of mm. like art that you're enjoying, and when you're like, "It's not over yet." Yum, yum, yum. Like, fuck it. Like, I'm enjoying existing right now. Like, felt that way about that Trick Daddy song, In the Wind. You know what song I'm talking about? Uh, uh, no, I've never heard that. Uh, with, like, CeeLo sings on the hook. It's like, uh, Papa, let the sunshine in. Walk with grain, let the twinkly spin. Right, I'll get you a glass with the coke in the hand. It's quite all right with the throw in the wind. With Grow in the wind. <laughs> and this is one where Trick Daddy's like, Trick love the kids. <laughs> you gotta understand, Trick loves the kids. <laughs> you just unlocked the memory for me that I remember when my dad came home, and this was like 2004 or whatever. That's and he just goes, time, yeah. And he goes, I heard a song on the radio, <laughs> and it samples Ozzy. And I was, mm. and, and I just went like, Oh, yeah, that <laughs> Trick Daddy song? Ah, yeah! The, let's go! <laughs> if you da, want da, it, you can do it, da, let da, me know! Da, and da, the da, I, da, I, da, I, da. I, I in the background. Yeah. And my dad, who did not, and he does not, fuck with rap, he just goes, that song's cool. They <laughs> fucking like, got him with <laughs> No, I remember no when way. that came out and being like, wait a minute. This might be the, like, after all the rap rock that we just went through from, like, 97 to 2005, this kind of sounds like the best version of that. <laughs> like, because someone just heard that, darn it, darn it, yeah. darn it, and they're like, Hold on. we could spit over this easy. Yeah. They heard that little, I, I, like, wait, does that, that does that not repeat? That only happens once? No, oh. fuck that. We gotta make that a song. <laughs> that needs to be throughout, yes. <laughs> And yeah, I fucked with that song really heavy because yeah, oh, it rocks yeah. really hard. And dude, like I was just about to say, like Trick Daddy. I don't think people put enough respect on this. I know this is like random out of nowhere, but like I was just having a moment. <laughs> where I was like, wait, I like this song by Trick Daddy, and I kind of looked at it as like, you know, when you kind of look at someone's like uh, discography on like Spotify to say, oh, here, what's their top songs? And I'm like, wait, I love all of these songs. <laughs> I was I, like, I've never, I never took the time to really listen to more. <laughs> Of his shit, unfortunately. But wait, because I was thinking, I was like, have to. Okay, there's, there's, let's go. There's, there's, the I'm a thug. It's like, wouldn't change for the world. Like, there's that one. That was making it. Sugar, give me some. She got that sugar on my tongue. She's gonna give me, give me some. She put it right there on my. And then that, first of all, just that fucking sample. Like, Trick Daddy, like, people need to put some respect on this man's name. A fucking talking heads sample. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck, dude? That's right. I completely forgot. I thought that was him. And, and, Sugar, I think, like, yeah, 
And God. I think this, whenever you see Trick Daddy, he just looks like some guy. Like, he just looks like, a yeah. girl, like, look up his album covers. They just look like some guys, like, oh, that's just some rapper from the mid-2000s. Like, look at that. Oh, he just got a jersey on. He's got the gold teeth. That's just some generic rapper. But then when you listen, his flow is actually really kind of dexterous. Like, his, his, the mm. sampling is really cool. Like, who is this? Like, <laughs> Like a, a fucking southern hip hop prince that we did not show enough love to, because I feel like every time I heard a song from him, it was always like, "Yeah, let's go," or "In the wind," or like a fucking like, "Wait a minute!" Like that's the way we take it to the house, take it to the house, take it to that. Like hold the fucking phone. <laughs> um, but back to it, back to it, because uh, we are the dead. Holy shit! <laughs> I was like, this. The first thing I wrote, I was like, "Holy shit!" This man is just so ambitious. Like. <laughs> Between this, rock and roll oh, with me Look. and just the fucking chorus, by the way, I didn't even mention it, but you were saying, like, put your lighter up. That <laughs> fucking chorus of just the rock is like, roll yeah, it's so good. Like, oh. <laughs> and then just how the first chorus ends, and then there's just a little guitar riff that happens after mm-hmm. before the second verse starts. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, that's such but, a great moment. But here's the thing. Rock and Roll With Me is such the, oh, man, of course, this is the bit. This is his fucking let it be. This is the fucking, you know, yeah, everyone's going to be. Vein. Exactly. But then when I hear We Are The Dead, like, like so from the last song being so iconic sounding, it's like, oh, of course, you got to give this one the highest honor, the highest rating. <laughs> then I hear We Are The Dead, and I was like, oh, right, uh, David Bowie is this fucking, you know, uh, 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 uh incredible wordsmith and this incredible like storyteller and all that type of shit so yeah we got the anthem but then we got this shit that's so fucking good it makes me re-question the rating that i gave to the previous song where it's like oh wait a minute no that's not as good as this like <laughs> you know whereas like it does like, keep surprising you like where the music is just so continually good where you look back at the last song and you go like wait was that really that good because this song is incredible <laughs> like yeah mm. <laughs> Oh man! And then do we even come on? 1984, oh. that oh, fucking my God. epic Ghost Riders in the Sky sound and shit, but mixed with like disco in a way. It's the fucking, fucking nuts. Disco, the billy, 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 billy. <laughs> and then oh my! There's like God. part of it too that still has like that 60s baroque pop charm sensibility to it at certain parts, where it's like you can feel a really complex sort of groove happening at certain parts, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? It's like blending every genre of music together. It's insanity. <laughs> It's so fucking, and to hear Tina Turner's cover of it was like, we're going to embrace that disco and we're going to turn it up even more. Like, oh Mm. my God. Yeah, out of all Mm. the David Bowie songs to cover, especially off this album. Yeah, what a song. 1984. (laughs) You might as well have done a fucking cover of the chant of the ever-circling skeletal family. Because I would have been like, yeah, that makes just about as much sense. Uh, The only difference is 1984 has a branding to it, you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just the... The Savage Joe. Oh, my God. Oh, man. 1984. Woo! (laughs) I wanted to crack a bullwhip. I hate that there was not a movie made around this album. Like, I did, oh man, he's like ten years in advance, and he's just like, guys, I'm making you the soundtrack for the 1984 movie. Just use this, just use this. <laughs> and then I find out that Bowie was originally planning for 
Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars to kind of be like Alex's gang in Clockwork Orange. Uh, like, uh, 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 he had ideas. Uh, he was going just places. the universe you're imagining now are just like, damn. <laughs> and from there, it's just like, okay, now we're going to lean really hard into the Big Brother shit because, well, we opened the 1984 door. Now we have no choice. Yeah, we're still here now. We're still there. We're <laughs> and it gets and it gets bigger and worse. Yeah, like... The, ba -ba 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 -ba, the fucking trumpets intro to Ooh, Big Brother. With the brassy oh. sax that breaks in halfway through and then the French horn that just, like, slides on top of it. Just ba -ba 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 -ba. extra song of dopeness. Oh, my God. And the... Li look... <laughs> that little sampled of like choir and all the oh yeah oh, oh. it's so creepy like who even is that what is that and, and that hook where it's like oh you know you get the 1984 which is the sort of like oh this dystopian future no one would want this right but then in big brother you get like the people clamoring for the uh. surveillance state you know someone to claim us someone to follow someone to shame us some brave apollo <laughs> you know it's like oh oh no oh, man and and it's so insane because i'm thinking about it and this is like having that moment of like <sighs> and we literally just accepted Big Brother because there were lots of perks that we liked, so we're fine yeah. with being watched because we get to get the Amazon goods delivered to us early. Oh, God. So uh, yeah. it's like, uh, <laughs> it's even worse than he predicted. <laughs> and then again, seamless from Big Brother into Ooh, this. Yes. I don't even know how you would describe the last song. Hate it. Shake it up, shake it up. Someone needed to make a dance mix of this. Yes. TikTok, get on this shit. Shit of the ever-circling skeletal family. It's such a dope track for how simple it is. And the, just the little percussive instruments, instruments you hear, the little shaking, that little, I don't know what that thing is, that little thing when you, you the run little, the little like, tambourine uh, in the background. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the little, you know, sounds like the skeletons playing on their own bones, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Shake it up, shake it up. Anyway, it keeps messing with the time and stuff. Like, you feel like you're just falling into hell, but it's, like, jagged, so you keep moving around, you know? Oh, my God. I just read this. The repetition of the first syllable of brother was a technical <laughs> gaffe during recording in which the tape locked up and kept recording that one syllable ad nauseum. Bowie decided to leave the mistake in because he liked the effect. Oh yeah, the bra 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 bra. That was super that creepy so when you modern. don't expect it. And also when you're just like Oh shit, it sounds like he just like reached into the future slang and is like, I, I don't want to get something too obvious that people will know. I'm just gonna say, bruh, bruh. Like, let me bring that <laughs> it one back. Is bruh. <laughs> oh no, bruh. <laughs> fucking smart ass the way he is the record with the fucked up ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it's like fuck you bro <laughs> with the end up or like with the fucked up scratch at the end but it's like it starts echoing so you so it's like one of those things where like if you're like listening you're like oh shit did the record fuck i just bought this and, then, and you hear the echoes like oh god damn it bowie <laughs> 
It's like, oh, the shit was intentional. Oh. And then it just fades away. Oh. Oh, my God. Jesus. You motherfucker. And so that's the thing where it's just like, even though it feels like the album, this is like the Lord of the Rings, it felt like the album ended three times. Like, even <laughs> so, when it gets to this ending, it still feels like, and we're at the end. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. You motherfucker. <laughs> five yeah, out of five. What need be said? Let's go. <laughs> Bowie is back with the masterpieces. Yeah. What are we going to say? Uh, I, 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 I agree. Also, five. For sure. Five <laughs> and from there, we're heading on to Moron Police. A boat. <laughs> we got the Moron the Police scene. over here. <laughs> you got the phone police. You got the dog police. And now you got the moron <laughs> police. Knows who sure. you are. Relentless boo. <laughs> Thank you for a boat on the sea. As the aforementioned, vaguely, possibly Christian, but I couldn't find that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say maybe who not. Who are these people? There's like a Christian rock group. And they're like, well, we've got some artistic ambition. We don't want to just make it all about God. You know, I kind of wanted to do some like, you know, I, not, like, can we not just do the same lame songs? Can we like do something creative? <laughs> you know? Like, but it, but it was also in a way like it, if if this was like, I, I still don't know what this album is, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the I, Napoleon Dynamite of albums. You're like, <laughs> wait, is there a religious angle to this? I, it feels like there is. <laughs> At the beginning, it kind of introduces it, but then throughout the album, it kind of questions that. So yeah, I wasn't and, sure if that was just an overarching thing of just like right, questioning. Like, is this yeah. part of like the aesthetic of how they make them stand themselves stand out as like a rock group? It's like I, I've got it. Everyone's doing heavy metal in minor keys. Our shit's gonna be in major keys, and it's gonna be about God. You know, like that's how we're gonna stand out from everything else. Because it's so fascinating listening to their sound and how it's like, oh yeah, I hear that major key sound of like this is what you know a rock band that's for Jesus would do. But there's actual like you know interesting ideas here where it doesn't just sound like and i will praise the lord forever and i will praise it you know it actually feels like it's yet yeah, weirdly questioning things at certain ends where it's like it doesn't feel like it's just like it basically doesn't feel like christian propaganda you know it feels like there's like a little bit of a oh are we kind of being allowed to like you know maybe make our own decision as to how we feel about what's happening you know what i mean like while i was doing research trying to figure out if they were a christian group or not i went to their website and I wanted to read this quote because our most recent album, A Boat on the Sea, has, re has received stunning reviews by music critics from Norway to Japan, including features in Prague Magazine, a plethora of webzines, and even prominent YouTube personalities like Crash Thompson, the rock critic. Previous guest on Going Home Podcast, I added that. Funny to see you here, Crash, but cool, <laughs> what's up? So yeah, this was a uh, this was an interesting listen because I had no idea what to expect going in and had funky album art. Yeah, this album art. That's what I wanted to bring up just for this a second. Like, plastic beach. It's so cool. Like album art. Every like every like inch of it has something interesting going on. Like yeah, vaguely Noah theme that feels like it's happening here, but it's so mm. creative with how they're presenting it. You almost don't think about it. You know what I mean? Like that feels like the representation of this album. It's like it's Christian inspired. But not that you'd all the way notice it, you know? <laughs> right. You know, you, actually, you know what I got from this? Yeah, well, first of all, I wrote down, like, a Christian band called the Moron Police. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, oh. it's like, man, you, you really needed to get some more, uh, you know, critical responses outside of your immediate group as to what, what, what to go with for the name. Uh, but, you know, 
just like uh, um, shit was my point. Oh yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, as I was listening to this, it's like this kind of feels like you know a Christian artist trying to. You no, know, yeah, that's what it, this feels like a prog rock christian group that legitimately wanted to make their music live up to like the beethovens and the haydn's of the past that made like you know great music in the glory of god so we're gonna make like the sound the modern soundtrack for the epic majesty of the lord you know what i mean so like when i'm listening to the shit and like you know go from like you know really cool parts you like production swells and little like sliding into sax solos and clean guitar riffs with like these electric guitar riffs next to these clean synth synth lines i'm just kind of like yo this is really fucking just fun like i'm just having a good time like i don't like i don't care if we are at the christian you know uh uh uh, sunday school thing like they got some hawaiian punch and some nachos and i'm having a good time you know we're watching a good movie you know i don't care (laughs) hey you know you know I, I like Rush and everything. I like Prague <laughs> in certain doses, right? But when it comes to bands like like Dream Theater, I get a little bored of just mm. like the beating you over the head, Matt Rocky kind Feels of like super homework. nerdy. Yeah. It's like, all right. So yeah. when I heard that this was okay, going to be I'm Prague impressed. Rock, I was like, yeah. I was, I was kind of like, mm, I don't yeah. really know if I'm really looking forward to that. But pleasantly surprised. I was listening to this and hearing how much synth stuff there was on this. Like, I guess it was more like, like, yes, than Rush. Because they had fucking, uh, yeah. like, synth parts and uh, synth riffs and fucking synth wave breaks randomly. There's accordion that comes in at points. Yes. It feels like Yes woke up in 20, yeah, 2019. It was like, oh, you guys want to hear a new album from us? Well, this is what we were, we would be doing in that time. This is what our stuff would sound like. Yeah. The, the fucking Phantom Below and the goddamn DDR video game music sound that it was yeah. going for. I was like, the- I, I was legitimately not sure what to expect. I was like, where are we going? Like, we're mixing so many genres in such a cohesively good way. <laughs> like, there 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 are a few songs on here that 100% sounded like video game or yes, like AMV in, core. Yeah, I was gonna say Captain <laughs> Awkward specifically. Super <laughs> anime ass sounding oh my instrumental. God, we'll get to that one, yeah. But I gotta say, we start out um, on a kind of unassuming foot with Hocus Pocus. Oh, that's I right. I wrote yeah. down that the drums sounded like synthetic. But, like, not in a way that, like, you know, like, I'm fine if you use, like, an electronic drum kit or something, but it sounded like garage band drums. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh, no, what's this? Like, it, it just sounded kind of uh, cheap yeah. and plastic. But then when when Phantom Below kicks in, my first fucking notes are, oh, oh, <laughs> just uh. like... That's what we're in for. Okay. You didn't That's come cool. to play. <laughs> because we just get a killer guitar solo, then a small synthwave break, then it goes into full throttle rock yes, with yes. slap bass and more synth rips, and then finally adding a saxophone halfway through, and it's super catchy. Like, I don't... I, I say this on albums, and I do not mean this as a negative, but I don't give a fuck what you're saying, man. Uh, like, you could be saying anything. This fucking song is fun. It's catchy as oh hell. Man. That jaunty, feel-good melody. Oh, man. I'm just interested to see what y'all are going to do next, like, on the next song. Yeah. Like, what's in for me next, you know? Yeah. I do got to say, though, and this was something that came up listening to Invisible King. Okay. I don't really love the dude's voice. 
<laughs> uh, you know, it's, I feel like relative to the last person we listened listen to, that was like indie rock guy, but oh, Coheed and Cambria, that was what it was. Yeah, like compared to them, I actually do enjoy this voice a lot more. So it was like a comparison thing. It was like, as soon as I felt a little bit like, is this weird? But then it was like, yeah, but remember how Coheed and Cambria sounded when they got, when they were going off with the, Wah! it was just kind of like, okay, do a second take, brother. <laughs> there, were there were specific songs where it was more noticeable and more of a problem for me, like the dog song. I just seriously mm, have Okay, through. I get that, yeah. I just wrote, ew, man, this guy can go. Like, he's just doing all this obnoxious shit. Like, he's going all over the place, but in places that is so, to me, unappealing. Of just, like, I don't want to say cringy, but it's like... No, I feel that, I don't know yeah. what the point of that was. Like, why'd you have to it, do all that? You know what it is? It feels, like, it feels like we had a really, like, genuinely good, like, oh, this guy's really skilled, he's got some really good ideas. And he just needs to be reined in maybe a little bit more than normal. Because every now and then he'll just get really fourth grade, you know, goofy. And he'll be reminded of one of the, those fun little jokes he made that was funny when in fourth grade, but aren't funny anymore. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like a hypocrite because I'll at times say during reviews, like, oh, you know, I wish this guy had more personality. I wish this guy was like uh -huh. a little bit more unique. He sounded very run of the mill. But then when you get someone here who does sound unique and doesn't sound like everybody else, I'm just like, ew, yeah, he, don't he do that. could have fallen into you the know, groove a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> take out some personality. <laughs> I think it's just he felt like the music is so fun and catchy, I need to be fun and goofy to match <laughs> right. it. Yeah. And it's like they're oh, not on the same yeah. wavelength, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Um, now getting into the Invisible King, I loved the that humming positive timbre of the guitar. Um, but then, what was up with those propaganda clips? That was the first point where I was like, uh, Oh yeah, because it, it, it's like hatred is a good, healthy emotion, and then it smash cuts to beware of the red menace. And it's like may our country, the hope of the human race, and the most important. I'm like. Uh, it's like one of those things where like you, we're making a point about how this is bad, right? We, like it doesn't really make it clear. <laughs> oh yeah, I did also. I did also forget to mention one very specific critique about the dude's voice that he uh. almost kind of sounds like a country singer trying almost. to sing. Yeah, like prog rock. He kind of has this almost. He has like a faint accent, especially in the dog song. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what the, what the deal with the propaganda shit was either really, like, I hate to say it. I just, I, I don't know what this album was about. Man, <laughs> if there was, like, something you were trying to say with this album, I, I missed it, but... You know, I thought it was all right. I had a good time. <laughs> like, like, you get to the end and they're like, so did you catch the themes? Could, could you write me a thesis of, of what it was? I really want to <laughs> make sure people were getting it. Ah, uh, mm. <laughs> uh, Okay, cards on the table. No idea what the fuck you were talking about, but I had a good time. <laughs> like, you have a song called The Undersea, and I'm looking at the album cover, and there is... <laughs> Like I said, like a plastic beach imagery of all this yeah. co like collage of things sticking out of the ocean. And it's like, are you trying to, like, are you going somewhere? Are you I trying to know. paint this picture? Is this a Noah thing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't particularly care, though, which is good and bad. Like, it's good enough that I don't necessarily need 
the lyrics to make sense for me to be like, oh no, you know, that song still bopped. I still liked it. You know, I was still here for it. Um, I don't need to know where he's coming from in order for me to get something out of the song, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, um, like that when when accordions started to to come in, like on um, Beware the Blue Skies, I think it was the first song. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. had an accordion solo. I fucking jumped up. Then there's a song later that I think has either it was another accordion solo or a harmonica solo. I couldn't tell because they kind of sound the same. But <laughs> then when my favorite, my boy bongos came in on isn't it easy <laughs> i was just like you've hit just about every box i would require to like hit everything if you would have had a xylophone solo we would have been fucking mint. money we would have been a 10 for 10 um but yeah going to into uh beware the blue skies these lyrics man they're so like again it's like ominous it's sort of like what's happening <laughs> where it's like here comes death from the blue skies nagasaki like the fourth of july watch our missiles blow them sky high what a cost efficient way to die blow them up that's the sound of freedom forming in their minds you're waking up missing everybody friends piled in a line so it's like a and meanwhile this is like all in a major key so like the, like this is what like the, that major key darkness you know is like using the fact that actually this is a positive sounding song but wait what are you saying like i love when people do that right not just the oh let's just you know minor key and everything is dark but really yeah playing with that it sounds happy, but what? why does it not sound happy? <laughs> like, yeah. Then we get to the dog song, which I, I, I just, like, the best I could get from it is that it's about a bunch of animals that gain sentience, and instead of, like, a Noah's Ark thing where they're being saved, like, the animals, you know, uh, take revenge on humanity, because, <laughs> like, this one lyric was like, now someday soon I'll set the world on fire. No more collar fleas and no more kennel wire. And in my glee, I'll set the animals free. Make them follow me on a killing spree. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, mm. rocket raccoon, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> but then there's these certain, there will be certain lyrics in here where it'll be like, did I mishear it? Or are they, like, or is this a PG-13 Christian rock album, you know? Because it's like, I'm strolling down the road, I'm strolling down the world's own golden road, never thinking twice before I blow my load. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. I was like, hmm, like, I didn't know a, exactly what that was about. Yeah, is this a Tobias Fuquet thing where maybe they don't know what that means? Because... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but I, I do have to say those those jaunty ska trumpets they they got me in the end <laughs> oh yeah of course they always do um then captain awkward mm. go into the movies go into the fountain i don't want to be a doodly doo everybody knows i don't care what what the Whoa. fuck this fucking system of a down just jumped in surge tank in just like leaped into his soul for like 20 seconds <laughs> and then, but it, it's like, and it doesn't even do that for the whole time. It's just like for that one moment. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. It reminded me more of like a Zappa moment. Uh, yeah, because of yeah. like how erratic and kind of jazzy that was and how he was yeah. matching it. That was like, Ooh, Ooh. At that point, I think it was like, if we hear xylophone, <laughs> we're getting a fucking <laughs> Zappa moment here, but we never got that. But yeah, I fucking loved that. I was like, Ooh. Ooh, that, that was like super unexpected. This was weird to me because it was just so breakneck where it did that. And like it went, uh, in the middle of the song, it was like, go into the movies, go into the mountain. I don't want to be a doodly-doo. Everyone knows I don't care. And then it like just cuts into the super emotional, so hide now from the phantoms down. I was like, huh? What? Huh? 
Like, I just felt like I was like, you know, uh, just fucking hanging out. Uh, you know what it is? I felt like a fucking cartoon character and the ground got pulled from beneath me. And I'm like looking down like, where, where am I? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was just so sporadic of a change that I just wasn't sure what to think. Now, the undersea, I, I really liked this one. The way it just had that charging electro rock feel to it. And, uh, you know, and then the hook, the way it had a little, like, switch up rhythmically. And, it, like, that just sounded really fucking good. But then these lyrics uh, where it's like, you know, flowing up the undersea of everything called life. Sing as we go. And no more thoughts of heaven in these gods that tell us lies. You sing songs and then we die. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the youth uh, the youth pastor you know would want to have some words with you about some of those lyrics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I don't think this is a Christian album. I think maybe they're just trying to say something about religion as a whole. Mm. Maybe. Mm. But the thing is, his voice still has that sort of PG cool guy sound and sort of thing, you know, like, cause he does feel like that kind of awkward guy that's like, oh yeah, I'm just part of the church group and I was kind of working on my little project and doodly doo, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, then we get to, isn't it easy? And oh my God, I could have swore he said bitches on the song. <laughs> Oh shit! Where, cause it's like, oh man, the the the, uh, the music of this was oh, it sounds even cooler than the last. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of, honestly kind of an impasse. They both sound really good, but just so different. And just the the lyrics where he says like, and isn't it easy when the world's got nothing against you? And isn't it harder when it seems like nobody cares? They'll just nod their heads in disapproval of your words. Isn't it easy to just watch these bitches burn? That's what I thought oh, he was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when he said bridges, I would one hundred percent thought he said bitches too. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot, but yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, no way. All right. Well, because later on he says hell, but then it's that thing where you're like, well, no, I think Christians are. They allow you to say hell and damn, and, and I think ass too. Yeah, I that's think that's a, fine. Yeah, you know, because that's technically a donkey. Uh, you know. Oh man. And then, oh yeah, then there's that one lyric where it, where it says like, oh, uh, 10,000 dead in the end. And then I just had that one where it's like, you know, for a world ending calamity, those numbers are relatively ain't too bad. And <laughs> like 10,000, I mean, you know, next to 7 billion, I'll take it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, then, the, yeah, that again, jaunty is the word of the day for this album. That that mm -hmm. bleep, that beeping synth solo that kind of comes in at the end. It, it, oh man, it's so fucking cool and fun. Um, I, I did kind of like, I liked the piano riff, but it was kind of like annoying that it went on for like a full over a minute, just the same thing. It was just like a, okay, I feel like this should either be a bridge to something or end sooner. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That little piano riff that happens at the end that just kind of keeps going. Yeah, but I think it was deserved. I think Isn't It Easy was such a fucking killer dynamite song that it really felt like... It's like, we're, we're, this is the aftermath, and you're just kind of, like, stuck there in the catatonic haze. <laughs> yeah, like, very rarely on albums do we actually get ending songs that feel like last songs, mm. and this one definitely did. No, I get like, you Like, we're that. going the fuck home on this. <laughs> in fact, doesn't he say at the end, yeah, like, and so our story ends at his, and so our story ends at it be, uh, and so our story ends as it began by waking gods to see them fall. But most of all, we found ourselves in hearts of stone. I'm going home. <laughs> like, oh, ski yeah. guys, I'm going home. <laughs> uh, overall, I give this a four and a half out of five. I think it's definitely a solid joint. 
just one or two awkward moments that I was just like, I, what? <laughs> but yeah, they, they got me for the most part. I also walked away with a four. The dude was enough, though. Like his voice was kind of enough to make me not super interested <laughs> to hear more. <laughs> From there, we're going to wrap up this week's review with the Animal King and King Cobra. Mm. This week's indie request. And I've got mixed feelings, RC. Oh, I, I, I think I might be echoing your sentiments, Muse. Okay, where do we start here? So, when... Okay. I'm going to preface this, right? All right, all right. Because I think it's only fair. Um, the album deals with some very sensitive subject matter, so I'm going to give a content warning right up front. Right. Especially for the very first track, we get it out of the way really early. Um, there is talk about domestic abuse. There is child abuse, bullying, attempted rape, just like depression in general. Uh, so it was kind of a hard listen in that way, but not in a... Like, I appreciate the vulnerability, right? Right, right. And I appreciate the being that like this was a very personal, seemed very therapeutic thing uh, for the Animal King to record. So I think it's important in that way. I will also say that for the most part, I think the songs are written well. Um, I have issues here and there. Okay, yeah, let's just, but, like, get it out the gate what the really big issue is. It's the flow. Like... Okay, well, yes. Yeah, like, like as I'm listening to the... Like, as I actually looked at the lyrics, I'm like, these lyrics aren't too bad, but I'm not wanting to hear them because they're being said over such jaggedness that it's so clear that he wrote the lyrics first and didn't try to, like, make it fit into a groove of the beat. So he's just saying them. And it's so frustrating because I'm like, this doesn't sound too bad. I wish you'd, like take a second and actually feel how the beat sounds so that you can say them over the, you know what I'm saying? So you can say the lyrics in a oh, way yeah. that fits. And so every I, song is just like, damn it, it's the same problem. And like, I don't even know after a while, like, like it's so the same issue every time that it's just like, all right, stop, stop. We got to stop. You've got to do this over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like The main problem is introduced in the first track. And I just want to read this straight off. And I understand. I'm not making light of the oh, subject no, matter all, all, yeah. or what happened. So when I read these lyrics back, I don't want it to make it seem like I'm shitting on your right, experience right, right. or anything. It's purely the flow. School and Greenway had bullies, so no hope. There wasn't a safe place to go cope because they would walk in a group to beat you up and force you to do fucked. Shit just to make them laugh. Mental abusers and uh, as well, they take everything you have. A common bully saw me a Spalding bag. Called Alex. You see his two and he'll fucking brag. You don't kick his ass and he's your enemy. Manipulative little brat who piss off every neighbor. And it's not hard to see why his group target my sis and I as we cry. I was like, 
Okay. Yeah, it's like I can't be invested if this really dark story is being told so jankily, you know? Like, it's just it's pulling just me out of it. It's just distracting. Yeah, yeah. And now here's my thing. Like, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, as someone who, like, I like listening to stuff that gets offbeat and stuff like that because in my music brain, I'm like, I'm hearing how the offbeat is like, oh, here's how it could be on the beat, but this is how it's kind of offbeating. You know what I mean? So like, that's interesting to my brain, but it's like a, but this is not a good actual listening experience for right the average person who's just going, what's wrong? Why does this just sound wrong? And I probably couldn't explain why this just feels wrong, but it's just because it's offbeat and he's not really going, okay, one, two, three, and four. How can I fit the rhymes in that? You know, like he's not actually feeling that out. He's just sort of saying them. So it's one of those things where it's like, I can hear, like, like, even if you're not doing the conventional flow, it like, I could hear him sort of maybe doing a masticilla type of thing, you know, where it's like, maybe all the rhymes don't hit right on the beat, but like, with how he's still flowing, it still feels like it fits in a pocket that maybe is unconventional, but still fits there. It's like one of those things where it's like, I could also see him maybe doing that if he tried to feel for the actual like nooks and crannies of how the beat in the grooves of the beat lands. But you can so tell that he's not doing that. He's just going like, I have the rhymes and I just wanted to say them over the track. And it's frustrating because like I said, like there are certain points where like, ooh, if you would have just like felt out the rhythm of this, this could have actually kind of like even through the, okay, it's like, you know, recorded, you know, a little indie, so it's not going to be the best chord, but it's like, Despite that, you can still do things that go like, hey, this might not have sounded the best, but oh, it sounded so good, you know, with how he, he was so technically good, despite all of the, you know, uh, uh, monetary financial disadvantages, that it still sounds good, you know what I mean? But, um, like, what was it? There was one song in particular, oh, I think it was Asshole, where he he says like, uh, it's like, murder every last soul, I just love being an asshole. And it was like, you know, sort of like, oh, I'm doing the Eminem, ain't I a stinker sort of thing. And it like worked for a second because like it, it was like one point where the beat just happened to like have certain tones that fit with how his voice sounded. So it was like a second where it's like, a, ooh, that's how you can sound really good if you really like leaned into it and really felt felt for the instrumentals before you rapped it. But it's just so like, damn, dude, like, oh, you're just missing it every time, you know? After the first track where it's the super super deep and personal we're talking about real experiences and getting this all off my chest right from there the album takes a turn that goes basically the whole rest of the album where it's kind of horror corey like you said it's like eminem kind of like it's just a lot of like murdering people but yeah. in more of an icp like punishing people kind of way like yeah not just like oh i'm a serial killer like eminem but it's like you know how icp would like hunt down people for doing wrong but even that's yeah. kind of inconsistent like yeah there's just points where it does just kind of feel like he's just killing random people so i'm not sure but something that also happens and this got annoying i'll just say that is this structure for almost every song going forward where the verse will end on a word that's supposed to go into the chorus. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, like a sentence is supposed like to Eminem continue. Like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the problem is there's usually too long of a delay... Yeah. between the verse ending and the chorus starting so it's not so it doesn't flow very well 
and the tense isn't always right. Mm. Like, mm, sometimes right. you'll be talking about past tense, and then the chorus will be in, like, present tense, and, like, it won't right. match up. Yeah. So it's kind of awkward in that way. So it's like, I, I see what you were trying to do. Right. It just didn't always work out that way. Yeah, I see I see the, the attempt, and I see where you were going, but I don't think this is matching, yeah. Was that, oh, yeah, and then it would just be, like, intros and outros like musically they would just go on for too long or just be like okay yeah is the song starting these songs did not need to be nearly as long as they were yeah not at all <laughs> these could have been because minute long t- uh soundcloud rap joints you know what i mean that's the problem yeah some beats on here are all right yeah, a lot of them, of them are just kind of underwhelming not really mm-hmm. anything particularly special no reason it needs to repeat for over a minute at the end of a song, like, or the intros, like you said, will just go on for too long. Like, just please get to it. Like, yeah. the beat's not that great. We don't need to let it ride for like 30, <laughs> right. 45 seconds. Like, and, just and get su- in. And what sucks is like, every time he starts, it always feels like it's not where he should have started, right? Like, as soon as you hear him talking, oh, it's like, a, yeah. that doesn't feel like the one that you wanted to land on. It feels like, like, it feels like the Killer Priest problem, where it's like, did you just record your verses and then just later on, well, because it's ethereal-sounding beats, we'll just put it under- underneath it. It's like, no, you, you still have to try. Like, it, you know, like, you still got to do things to make what you're saying match over what's happening. There still has to be some sort of flow, because if you don't, like, the experience feels awkward, like, and you can feel that. Like, it, here's the thing. You know, you can do stuff that still feels jarring and weirdly, like, offbeat, but if you're still, like, listening to the beat and working around it, your ear can hear the sort of, oh, you're working off the beat, but you hear where the beat was, so when he's off the beat, he's kind of doing it on purpose. You know, you're hearing, you know, what's being purposefully lacked to make up for blah, 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 blah. But when you're just like, I'm just going to say the rhymes and then put the beat underneath it, it's like, this just sounds like two different things are happening and they just happen to be being recorded at the same time. Like, there's a beat over here playing and then someone's talking over here and they just happen to, you know, someone just happened to hit record at the same time while they were happening. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like there's cohesion. We um, also kind of have an instance of, I forget whose album it was, where the song titles were actresses or, like, famous movie stars, but yeah. for almost every song, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. The second song is called uh, oh, Kentucky yeah. Goatman. Yeah. Coincidentally <laughs> enough, no relation to the good doctor, I assume. The good doctor, yeah. <laughs> the Kentucky Goatman is a urban legend in Kentucky, the Pope Lick monster, apparently. Pope Lick. The, the Jersey Devil... Again, another um, urban legend, monster, legend to haunt and kill people in a very specific area. And then, like, just devil monkey. Like, okay, is there a theme here going through here? But I don't think it's really... Then there's just asshole. Like, well, that's not an urban legend monster. Then it's just asshole. Red alert. (laughs) Knew that. Your fault. It's like, oh. Yeah, then it just falls apart. So I don't know if they were... If... if, um, Animal King was going for anything specific there, but also when it's just like I'm the I'm the Kentucky Goat Man or like I'm the Jersey Devil, it's like <laughs> well how many you're not the <laughs> yeah. like you're it's not a song from a point of view of a cryptid. It doesn't feel like it yeah, just sounds yeah. like like a human serial killer who just calls themselves 
mythical creature names. Yeah. So it's like if there was a song from the point of view of like the Jersey Devil, like okay, that's interesting. Like yeah. I never would have expected that, but that's it just exactly sounds right. like another song from a guy killing people. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so it feels generic. Where it's just like, yeah, if there was at least the feeling the difference. Like I mean, you got two songs with devil in them. Like come on, give me some variation. A lot of these songs that just kind of ended up writing, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, not any huge problems besides the ones we've mentioned before. Um, on Asshole, it became more prevalent, but the plosive P's yeah. started being very noticeable. Yeah. And yeah. that's an easy fix. Right. That's just, don't rap or talk directly into the microphone. <laughs> you gotta talk at an angle. So the right. air you expel on P's and <laughs> right. other letters that do that, it's not spit it directly right into the, into the yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah. And that's very distracting. And um, but but here's the thing: it's like it's one of those things where like because like these lines just felt like uh, drops of rain just randomly falling on your head as you hear them, right? Like, because <laughs> it's like, they're not fitting a beat, so it's just kind of like, lines will just come at you. It's like, ah, here's something that's good. Ah, and that's crazy. And so, like, every, I would just, like, eventually just start rating it based on, like, if there were good enough interesting lines. Like, if there was, like, one line that was kind of like a sticky fingers, onyx sort of thing, it was like, beggars can't be choosers, but they will be victims. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's just kind of an interesting sort of, like, ah, bitch, <laughs> you know, like, what's mine is mine, <laughs> yeah. and what's yours is mine, <laughs> you know, like, that's sort of line <laughs> they, um, they do just kind of pop up and surprise you yeah so that's the same it's like it's not like the, it's not any good writing at all it's just frustrating that you can't be able to really highlight it because it's so you know unfortunately delivered let's cut up all the lights you know like all right let's not do the sort of like we're just bagging on a bad rap album Let, let's honestly go like hey dude do you know what's happening here do you know what you just did like like the fact that this album is coming out with these verses that sound really shy like you know when most people make music like and it feels like it's on the beat like that's not like they weren't just lucky enough to do that there's something that they're doing and it's something that you could do too if you like just take that extra second to listen to the beat and feel like how it flows and like honestly straight up and down i honestly want to reach out to him and be like hey let me just get that that beat let me just use your rhymes and just rap over this and just let you hear what i'm hearing how this could sound you know what i mean where it's just like it's so close because like the lyrics aren't even that bad like they could just use a little bit of a punch up but honestly if these were like on beat and shit like you most people probably wouldn't complain if they heard it you know so it's like it's really a frustrating listen yeah there's there's more promise on here than i've heard on a few of the um requests we get and i think that's more frustrating when you see the like oh where this could have been good right. you know um, I would say Red Alert is clearly the best song on the album. I uh, I liked Asshole just because of the... <laughs> Asshole's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't care for the chorus, the you're an asshole. Like, yeah. That kind of felt a bit... Eh, it's too lean right. into it, yeah. Red Alert, I think, was just the best overall. Um, I really liked how new that despite its herky-jerky kind of conf confusing flow it tells a story has a solid narrative and a conclusion 
You don't always get that. <laughs> In songs, yeah. <laughs> that is all you know? a dream. <laughs> he was like, oh shit, this is so actually telling me a story. Yeah, so many songwriters are like, I don't know, I'm not making a movie. I don't need to end it, do I? <laughs> I think that happened on an album recently we were listening to of just like, hey, someone was on a train and they talked to somebody. And then what happened? <laughs> uh, I don't know, I guess they got off the train. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, what? like, okay, you Wait. told me this. If you didn't care where it went, why'd you start telling me? Uh, so knew that it's like the the story from the point of view of like an actual serial killer, I guess third person this time, and he captures like what was it like a senator or oh, like a yeah. governor's daughter or something, mm-hmm. and he's gonna kill her and she ends up killing him, and it's like oh okay, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. see that coming, you know, and it it turned the chorus. On its ear, because like the whole time it's oh, um, I'm gonna oh, do yeah. this, I'm gonna do this, right? But, but you already knew that, yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> it's like you know, um, there's was it, there's a knife in your chest, but you already knew that, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's clever, I did enjoy that, yeah. And uh, your fault was okay, I guess, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My two favorite tracks, I think, were Asshole and Devil Monkey, and Devil Monkey, okay, yeah, yeah I think it was okay. Yeah, I wasn't wowed by Devil Monkey so much. I think I was really just surprised by Red Alert being in, like, the later stretch of the album. Like, right. Especially Red Alert and Knew That back-to-back mm. were just like... They're, oh, okay. I He's thought got a I knew what to tank. expect from this album. Right, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting much more. And then when those two actually did, did give me something more, it was like... Oh shit! Okay, my expectations have been exceeded in the late stages of this album. Okay, <laughs> right. better late than never, I guess. Yeah, I got you, fuckers, tongue-tied like Saw Eight. Like, come on, that's a that's a pretty dope line. <laughs> I thought that was clever too. Um, I didn't see Saw Eight though, yeah. so I, yeah, I, it was one of those I things. Like, I'm pretty sure that's probably one of the devices. I'm taking your word for it. Yeah, it's gotta be right. <laughs> At this point, you can just make up anything <laughs> right. and say it's in a Saw movie. Any any play on words like, yeah, involving probably. a bodily, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, has he got a bee in your bonnet? Oh, is it like a bonnet when there's like a hive of bees and she's got to get out before the, the, the honey leaks all the way down into her mouth or some bullshit? <laughs> oh, no. I got a two and a half. I, I got a two out of five, yeah. Again, going with our thing of when I'm nice, I'm nicer, and when I'm bad, I'm meaner. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, we, we said our piece. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride out. <laughs> Folks, thank you so, so much for checking us out this week on Going Off. We greatly appreciate you choosing to spend your time with us of all podcasts of all people you had your choice of podcasts and you chose us and that means a lot um a lot of our old episodes if if not most of them are available on spotify i'm still i kind of got away from re-uploading the old episodes like re-editing them and reposting them i've got other stuff i'm doing so i got distracted but if you want to request an album to be reviewed on a future episode of the show, you got to head on over to our Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. 
Over on the Riffcom's fan house, we've started the Rope Break series again, where we watch and react to wrestling matches, and there is even a $10 request a match feature that you can request a match to be watched on a future episode, so that's really nifty. Uh, the episode that just went up this week uh, ended abruptly because there was gunfire Whoa. outside the apartment. Oh my god, <laughs> So if you want to see that and see my genuine face of um, <laughs> being frozen in fear. Oh, no. <laughs> that's on fanhouse.app slash riffcoms. Um, we're going to try to post riff, uh, rope break episodes on a fairly regular basis. We're two for two on weekly uploads. So we're going to try to film some more. This is the problem with the Internet. Time keeps going into the future where it's like, hey, we said we're going to do the thing. Time keeps on slipping. And then we got to keep doing that thing. Like, how many podcasts have you run into where you're like, oh, man, what a cool podcast. This is so cool. I can't wait to see it. And then like, oh, they've only done so many episodes because, right, it's kind of hard to keep doing a podcast. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because (laughs) Neb and I do the ONA Detox podcast, right? Mm. And it's a very niche topic. Like... Very few people are talking about this radio show that hasn't even been a thing for 10 years. Right. But when I looked into it, I saw that there were other podcasts that talked about it. And I was like, oh, shit, really? I wonder what that show is like. And then you look at it, and it's like, when was the last episode posted? Oh, three years ago? Right. (laughs) Okay, I think it's safe to say we're the only show on the block at this point. Yeah, exactly. I'm cornering the market is what I'm hearing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when you see, like, when Spotify says, like, how many episodes, it's like, oh, there were six? Okay. Dude, I actually we're, heard... We've the, already done 20? Yeah, there's actually a podcast on a TV show that I was, like, enjoying, and then it got ripped off of Spotify. Like, it was there for a second, and then, like, there were only so many episodes, and it didn't do the whole show. And I was like, oh, that sucks, but I want to get through it. And then they took it off, and I was like, well, God damn it! now I really want to do this podcast, because, uh, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let me see. Was there anything else I might have left out? Um, fan House. We, we've both got our own Patreons and Kofis and other That's ways right. you can help support us. Uh, we've got the joint Kofi that you can request the album reviews on. And RC's got his own um, way of his, his own things you can request outside That's the right. show. Kofi.com slash rap critic if you want to do uh, song requests or stream requests or uh, movie requests. Um and then there's also the uh, patreon.com slash rap critic for when I do the, uh, you know, uh, review a new podcast and rap critic episodes and other exclusive goodies that I'm uploading. I'm uploading new songs, uploading playlists. I'm actually starting to upload a uh, Mad TV uh, best of compilations that I've been doing. Uh, so I saw you tweet yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I, I've had these for a long time and I was like, hey, wait a minute. How about I just like un- unroll these as just like an extra cool thing? Because like, I love curating stuff. You know what I mean? I love like going through and mm-hmm. finding the best of something and being like, dude, don't you can't tell me this is not like the best of this shit. You know what I mean? So like, right. Yeah. Mad TV, the show that they will not put out fucking DVDs for. And <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's so hard to find like any of the skits to just like watch them. And also, you know, they're not they didn't exactly bat a thousand all the time. So mm. I was just like, OK, there's clear there's a need here. You know what I mean? 
So, yep. uh, so I just like, you know, uh, fa uh, found like the compilations that I had made and going like going through Wikipedia and being like, oh yeah, where's this get good? Was this get bad? You know, uh, going over all of the repeat joke skits, you know what I mean? So we're, mm. we're really distilling it down to the best. And what's so funny is that like, there's a lot more best than I thought there would be like in terms of oh. like stuff of like, oh, this is so funny. I have to include this because that's what I was like basically going on. Like all only the absolute best for my audience. That's right, folks. Uh, yeah. You get treated like a king at the uh, Rap Critic Patreon. <laughs> get your burgers worth. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, so for season one, there's like 34 skits that I uploaded. Season two, there's like 24. But what's funny is like as they... Well, actually, it's like there's only two seasons where I... Th no, no, no. It's like, yeah, the last three seasons... I went up to season 10 because it's like after that, eh, there's, wow. there's one too many people that aren't as funny. So, you know. Um, and so, like, so up to season 10, I think there's maybe like... 13 skits on that one and like season nine there's maybe like 11 or something like that but uh we'll get to it when we get to it but you know hey look i'm giving you the absolute best of the best and the seasons before that are like in the like 20s and 30s of skits so you know i'm giving you a whole bunch of the absolute best material get with it act like you want it uh and, and i'm uploading it for free because you know it's just like ah, you know i didn't make it so <laughs> um but oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be interstitially between the content I'm, I'll be uploading in the next couple of weeks, be also uploading the best of seasons. So get with it, act like you want it. That's my new extra little perk for the uh, patrons. Nice. <laughs> Always trying to give, I, like, I'm really trying to give people like a little mini extended universe to be like, oh, of course you want to go to the Rap Critic Patreon because then you get to check out his new songs and the, and the you know, the best of the Mad TV skits so you don't have to go looking for them yourself. And, you, know, you know, like I really want to make like a little oh, yeah. mini one-stop shop of cool shit, you know? When I'm trying to think of things to post on TikTok, a big thing they say of how to build an audience on there is bringing something unique to the table. Like, um, yeah, you can like lip sync to songs or do dances and stuff like that and use things that a lot of people other like elements that a lot of other people are using. But the videos that get noticed are people that are just like talking about their own individual things. Yeah, d doing their own thing. So I was thinking of, like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't necessarily have, like, stories. Like, a lot of the stories I've already told on, like, Rift Break and stuff like that, so I don't really have a lot to, like, say on TikTok. When I was a kid, you remember the whole Stewie joke, the, uh, I make radio shows for fun. Yes, that yes. We got a really big shoe. Uh, I, I did, oh, yeah, the really big shoe. <laughs> I, I did that all the fucking time as a kid. I seriously have like 200 cassettes oh of me just being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, like in my like very, very young to like 10 or so age. Wow. And what I, what I did on some of those was what I recorded my voice on had a built-in AM FM radio to it. Mm. So sometimes when I would get bored or whatever, I would just hit the radio button and it would record what was at whatever was playing in the radio. So I would just like flip through the stations. So what you have here are these weird like couple minute breaks of mm. like 1998, 1999, what was on the radio at this exact <laughs> moment. That's kind of cool. So you get a couple seconds of like a Blink-182 song and then it goes over to like some jazz song and then it's a rap song. Mm. Then it's like a commercial for a couple seconds and then it's on to another thing. And it's just this weird 
like audio collage you, it, you know what's time capsule what's interesting about that is like that is like a reality of like when you change dials right like you are officially having an, ex an experience that no one else is having by an audio experience through which you know no one else is having Ooh. a specific distinct audio experience of this thing is happening then then this thing and then that thing like that little collage of moments is only happening for you as an audio experience you know like i, I find that Very interesting true. right like yeah and the sort of interplay of like and i always have that thought of like you always kind of hope that like when you cut from one station to the next like a sentence will start and then the end of uh, that sentence you know going another place yes. will, you know you always kind of hope for that <laughs> and sometimes that happens and yeah. it's like oh shit there it is I can never do that again <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I, I couldn't have planned that any yeah. better but, but something I think is is funny too is that nowadays if you're like in your car and if by some stretch of the imagination you're uh, so some weird possibility here you're actually listening to the radio <laughs> and you're flipping through the stations it just kind of, it's, it's a station, and then it goes silent for a second, and then it's another station. Sometimes it takes a second to load, or whatever. But back then, you would hear, like, the... Yeah! Like, it warping to the other station, kind of, like, because you're you're going through the, the airwaves from one frequency <laughs> right. to another. L They're literally, all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And that is just like a sound you don't really experience anymore. Mm. Again, this is just such a really weird thing I'm like super nerdy about. <laughs> like, yeah. like I love the idea of lost media and this is the definition of that. It's just like this was a this was a like this is the most specific snapshot of like mm. three PM on a weekday afternoon in New Jersey in 1999 right. <laughs> it's like this is an experience no one will ever be able to have again and here it is it's just you know sometimes you sometimes you come across a song and it's like i didn't even know that song was getting radio play that early or just like right, stuff right. like that so yeah i don't know I, I might post stuff like that in like every so often on on uh, twitter and maybe tiktok i don't know it's it's one of those things i don't expect anybody to actually watch but i just like but sharing I, because... I care about it maybe you'll care about it <laughs> yeah yeah you know there's some chance not, not everything so, on the internet is made to go viral you know like yeah <laughs> yeah and you never know what's going to th th Honestly, that's exactly I mean, yeah. the thing. <laughs> it's such a fucking crapshoot but um I, I don't think you mentioned the um the other requests you have available uh oh yeah so did you yeah, no, 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 I think I did. Yeah, well, in case I didn't, uh, that's kofi.com slash rapcritic if you want to do uh, stream requests a, where you can request either a, a, an album or a best of an artist or a, a movie request on the Review a New Podcast or new album requests if you specifically, you know, heard a new album that came out and you're like, hey, I want to hear your thoughts on it right now, 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 because we got so many requests going through on the Going Off Podcast. It's like, a, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm honestly having like a spillover thing where it's like, okay, but we got to get to some new stuff sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, like there's that 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 Amine crossover album that I listened to, oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, maybe we could do that. I just recently did the the Jackman album with, uh, right? Yeah. Oh I did yeah. That with Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of. We did that with me too. Wait, no, no, no. I just did that with you. Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm forgetting. No, I didn't do that with Will. That was just with you. I just remember. It's all crossing over. <laughs> right. I just remember talking about it and just having a moment where I was like, well, 
Well, it couldn't have been on the main line, could it? Have? <laughs> the main line. Yeah, it was. The, the Going Off podcast is the main line podcast, and then there's the, <laughs> the, the twin sister podcast where it's just like, yeah, right. RC doing his thing. <laughs> Which, yeah, oh, my like, God. For when we just don't have, because I think it was like, there was one album. No, it was the Scare in the Hose album. That's what it was. Where it was like, because we were oh, just okay. in the middle of like, we just recorded a podcast. We wouldn't have had time to get to it. So it was just like, a, well, I do have this other podcast where we can technically get to it. So, uh, it was like that sort of thing. It's like, literally, yeah. I'm just like working through timing right now. So yeah, if you want to make a request of a new album, then because we have so many uh, uh, requests to get through, we probably won't be getting to that new album if you if you made that request. Uh, that is yeah, for... I, I, yeah, I feel so bad about that stuff. So yeah, if there's an album that's specifically comes out and you want to hear our thoughts on it you might want to request it <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh and then of course also my rap critic episodes where you can uh make those requests and i'm also because you know i know it's a pretty pretty thick line i'm getting that priority queuing uh up and running so if you want to go like hey you know i kind of want mine now you know it's my review and i want it now it's like all right all right you know i hear you you know <laughs> just uh you know, you gotta you gotta pay for the timing. You know what I mean? Because you you, mm-hmm. you see you see the demand. You see the demand. Uh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, get with it. Act like you want it. Uh, and until next time, this has been the going off podcast. God damn it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And freak out in a moon age daydream. Oh yeah. I don't care if we've used it before. I'm pretty sure we have. But god damn it, it's such a dope line. <laughs> Ooh, grab your tickets, come get with it, the Rab Express, it's the Rab Express, grab your tickets, get on the train, come get with it, get on the train, the Rab Express, it's the Rab Express, ha ha ha, get with it, the Rab Express, it's the Rab Express, Grab your tickets, get on the train, come get with it, get on the train, the Rav Express, it's the Rav Express. Get on the train, get on the train, the Rav Express, it's the Rav Express. Seriously, music there.